0: Welcome to Breathe Success Radio, the podcast that brings you the most up-to-date information on training, nutrition, lifestyle, and business with your host, Helder Barroso. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 34 of the Breathe Success Radio. I hope you guys are good. We are going to be talking about The Mind-Gut Connection, as we have been for the last three episodes. Uh, Just did a book review on this, actually, uh, which is on my Facebook page as well as my Instagram page. Instagram, I am Harold Barroso. Head over there if you want to see uh, the book review I did on the book, book, The Mind-Gut Connection. Going to carry on based on where we left off last time, and now we're going to be talking about sensing with our gut. Um, whenever we take a bite of anything or a drink of anything uh, we will taste something. And uh, How does that work? What, what's taste all about? Well, the answer is always supplied by a collection of receptors that are located on the taste buds of our tongue. Um, this receptor binds to a chemical in the food it sends a message to our brain, and our brain constructs a particular taste from the streams of sensory information it receives from our mouth and our tongue. The taste receptors in our tongue can detect five distinct taste qualities. These are sweet, bitter, savory, sour, and Nami. The combination of these qual- uh, qualities in any by other food determines its actual flavor. In addition, there's also the texture of what we eat uh, For example, a carrot is quite crunchy, yogurt is pretty smooth, Um, different textures of of pastas, for example. Uh, This can also stimulate another set of receptors, which actually specialize in recognizing mechanical qualities of food. The combination of all these sensations encoded in our mouth creates the experience that we know as taste. Unfortunately, majority of food companies are masters in designing foods that maximise this experience, this is why we have people eating too much, drinking too much, and the obesity keeps going up. Gut issues keep increasing, and mental issues are also on the rise. It's it's important to know this. Why do we need to know this? You know, why do we need to sense with our gut? Why do we need to know that? This is happening. Why don't we just get on with it? And you know, we know that taste is created regardless. We don't need to know the you know the ins and outs of it. That you know that we have receptors in our tongue that create this. Why do we need to know? Well, the usually To me, if we don't know, we're guessing. If we're guessing, we're messing. This is the whole point of any information, I guess, and any book or any uh, podcast that you listen to or any expert, you go and see, why do you need to know anything, right? Um, everything's just automatic, uh, but I think it's important to know. It's important to, to know that what is going on and it's important to know that the body is a complex thing. And um, If we understand it, the better we understand it, the better we can, I guess, have, make better decisions that are going to improve our health and our well-being. So... Whenever you consume a food or a drink, you need to understand that there's some reports from our intestinal data collection system that provide a variety of vital information to both our enteric nervous system and our gut, and the brain. Our brain and gut are both interested in in obtaining these reports whenever we consume anything. But they're interested in different aspects of, of the information that it gets. For example, the enteric nervous system and our gut needs vital information from the, from the gut to generate optimal digestive responses. And when necessary, to eliminate toxins by expelling the intestinal content from either end of the GI tract. That's why we vomit and that's why we have diarrhea most of the time. If there's something in there that um, the body doesn't like, it will reject it. Now, these reports cover the size of the meal, the contents, as well as the concentrations and consistencies and particular uh, sizes of food. They also include intelligence revealing any signs of hostile intruders such as bacteria, viruses and other toxins from contaminated food. When it obtains information about the high fat content of a rich dessert, for example, entering our stomach, it will slow the rate of gastric emptying down and the the, the transit of that cake to come out at the other end is going to be a lot slower. When it obtains information about a low Calorie density of a meal, so let's say, for example, cod and green beans, it will speed up its emptying from the stomach to deliver enough calories for absorption. And when it obtains information about the potentially harmful intruders, it will also stimulate water secretion, change the direction of the peristalsis to empty the stomach from its content, and accelerate the transit throughout the small and large intestine to expel the offending agent. On the other hand, we have our brain. Our brain is more concerned with our overall health and well-being. And as such, it monitors different cues from our gut and integrates them in a variety of signals from other parts of our body, as well as information about our environment. It monitors what is going on in our enteric nervous system but in addition, it's closely interested in our gut reactions. The state of the gut reflection on our emotions, the wrenching contractions of our stomach and colon when we are angry, and the absence of intestinal activity when we are depressed. In other words, the brain watches its own theatre being played out on the stage of the gut. The brain almost certainly also receives information generated by the trillions of microbes that live in our gut, an aspect of gut-brain signaling that only came into focus during the past few years. While the brain constantly monitors all sensory information coming from the gut, it delegates the day-to-day responsibility to the local agencies, in our case, the enteric nervous system. The brain only gets directly involved in the action if there's any action required by us, or the situation actually poses a significant threat that warrants a brain response. Through these various uh, sensory mechanisms, our gut informs our brain every millisecond of every day, whether we're awake or whether we were sleeping, about everything that takes place deep inside us. It is the only organ providing ongoing feedback to the central nervous system. Our brain continually receives sensory information from every cell and organ in our body. For example, our lungs and diaphragm Transmit mechanical signals to the brain every time we inhale and exhale. Our heart generates mechanical signals with each heartbeat. Our artery walls send signals about blood pressure. Our muscles transmit information about their tone or tightness. Scientists call these ongoing reports about the state of the body interoceptive information. Interoceptive is anything that happens within the body, inside the body. This information that the brain then uses to keep the body systems balanced and functioning smoothly. Although interoceptive information comes from every single cell of the body, the messages the gut and its sensory mechanisms send to our brain are unique in their sheer number, variety and complexity. Our gut sensory network is distributed over the gut's entire surface area, which is, believe it or not, 200 times larger than the surface of our skin. It's about the size of a basketball court. It's incredible. So again, why do we need to know this? Why do we need to know all this information, Hela? Well, knowledge is key. However, knowledge is only key if you do something with it. Be aware of everything that we have talked about so far, about the brain gut axis, and start understanding. The more you understand this, the more you keep yourself healthy, both mentally and physically. So understanding every little bit that we're talking about, these systems, how the brain and the gut's connected, the signals that keep going up and down from the brain to the gut, gut to the brain. Why do we need to know this? Why do we need to know that if we are stressed, potentially eating is going to slow the process of food down, is going to get things moving in the wrong direction? Why do we need to know that? Because if we are stressed, we don't want to eat. We want to maybe just stop eating there and then. If we're having an argument with somebody whilst we're having dinner, maybe it's not a good idea to be eating at that moment in time. It's all about knowledge. But again, knowledge is only key if you do something with it. Hopefully, guys, this has been a, a, another positive one. You've enjoyed it. Short and sweet. We will continue uh, with the, the book and the Mind good Connection book. and We will try and simplify things and give you small, short bites of information like we have today so you can understand it, uh, listen back as many times as you want, make notes, and apply it, and uh, talk to people around you and tell them about it, and share, and give us a, a, um, a subscribe, and if you can, give us a review on, on, uh, on the podcast as well, and I look forward to speaking to you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Catch you soon.